Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm. You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. He pulled it worse than Jeffrey Tobin on a Zoom call. You know what I'm talking about. But he pulled the fire alarm at low IQ, AOC was running for her life. She was fearing for her life. There's something to be said about the exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He so pulled the fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I'm... And what a terrible thing. He pulled the fire alarm. They should arrest him. They should take his mugshot. And it won't be as beautiful as my mugshot. You know, the people are calling it the Mona Lisa mugshots. It's a beautiful mugshot. This is the worst attack in the history of our country. He's attacked our democracy, a worse attack than Chris Christie on a box of Krispy Kreme. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is officially on the clock. As I'm thinking about what Phil was telling us from Lahaina, it's not about government coming to help. It's not about elected leaders standing up and doing what they should. It isn't about the mayor being a leader. It is about we the people. We need to start hiring better. We need to be way smarter and more discerning. And that is why election integrity is the number one thing that we've got to be focused on. Because you can have the intention, the greatest intention of the world. But if somebody corrupts, co-ops, steals your vote, none of this matters. The dark, deep state can stay in power, funding their projects, funding their wealth, staying there forever, meanwhile robbing you, stealing from you. Every single day. I mean, that's what inflation is. Stealing from you and your children. They did that to you. But there is this wonderful thing happening. People are, are waking up from the hypnosis. They are snapping out of the trance. They're getting off that cruise control that adaptive cruise control that basically does everything for you and they're saying no no i, I want to be in charge of this trip and they do and they're seeing things and a lot of the things when you start looking are hard to see and so you have to do it in steps i will freely admit to you one of the things i simply cannot watch when it comes across my newsfeed is indiscriminate violence in the street there's a video of a man getting stabbed by another man. There's a video of a man walking down an alley and another dude with a brick behind him coming up and hitting him in the back of the head and knocking him out cold. I cannot see those sorts of images. They are too disturbing for me. I'm not in the dark. I don't think they don't happen. But I have to go at my own level, my own speed, because... It affects me in a visceral way. 
This is another one of those storylines. And before the break, I told you, I do believe that this is the story that nobody's going to be talking about that we must. And it comes to us from Ohio. Look, Ohio is right next door to us here in the land before time. Ohio, I will say, has the worst drivers. I'm just going to say it. I've said it before, and I know you hate me for it, Ohioans, but a spade is a spade. Let's say it. You also have some issues that I think are endemic of other places all across America. Human trafficking. I mean, I I can't fathom this. I can't fathom that on the trip to go to the University of Notre Dame, that we stop on the Ohio Turnpike in one of the rest areas and go in to use the ladies' room. And there are pull tabs on the door in front of me. If you are a victim of human trafficking, if you literally have been stolen by somebody, take this phone number, put it in your pocket and call us when you get safe. What? It's that normalized? We know about it, but nobody talks about it. It's like Lord Voldemort. Shh. No, it has to be said. It has to be shouted. You know, the sound of freedom has to be blasted. They want to do some emergency test on our phones or whatever I'm hearing about. Was that, is that today? I think it's today. What they should do is do an emergency airing on every single device all over the earth about the sound of freedom, about human slavery, servitude. This is your story. Focus on Ohio, but not only Ohio. Ohio human trafficking sting sees more than 160 people arrested in Operation Buyer's Remorse as the Attorney General, Dave Yost, issues a message. Don't buy sex here in Ohio. The state has made more than 100 arrests of Johns seeking to buy sex who have been charged with prostitution in a sting-dubbed Operation Buyer's Remorse. Now, of course, your media aren't going to cover this. They're not going to be all over this, considering Hunter Biden himself is part of a human trafficking thing, smuggling women in, paying their fares, so he could have sex with them and do whatever else he did. Right? Listen to the details, though. Because you're going to see things, and you're going to... You're going to have your eyes opened. And the more of us that are aware, that are paying attention, the better chance there is that we can make a dent in something so wholly, disgustingly vile. Here are the details. Among the 100 Johns looking for sex, an EMT, nurses, educators, retirees, former law enforcement officers, self-employed individuals and delivery drivers among those in custody. The youngest arrested, 17. The oldest, 84. What? The operation was conducted by A.G. Yost's Ohio Organized Crime Investigations Commission, taking place September 25th through the 30th across every corner of the state, including Columbus, Cleveland, Toledo, Akron, Youngstown, Marietta, and Portsmouth. Operation Buyer's Remorse, comprised of coordinated stings, conducted by eight human trafficking major crimes task forces and nearly 100 local law enforcement that also conducted anti-human trafficking operations. Searchers 
Searches were conducted at 11 massage parlors suspected of human trafficking activities as part of ongoing long-term investigation. You know what? Like, is there a 13-year-old girl on the Internet anymore? Is that just the FBI trying to trap you, right? Is there actually a massage parlor anywhere that's always just code for? Come on in if you want to buy sex. I mean, do we all know this by now? Cops say 149 Johns who were seeking to buy sex have been arrested and charged with engaging in prostitution. Two individuals also arrested for seeking to have sex with minors and six for promoting prostitution. Others were arrested for illegally possessing narcotics and or firearms because they were outstanding warrants against them. Now, the charges on all of them vary in form of severity from first degree misdemeanors to third degree felonies. In a video statement, Yost said our message is simple. Don't buy sex in Ohio. You know that this is just a small scratching of the surface. As part of the investigation, officials also interviewed 104 survivors of human trafficking. Survivors were provided services from healthcare and social service organizations as well. Authorities were able to seize multiple electronic devices, criminal tools, and nearly $75,000 from multiple locations. The arrests included at least 27 people from Northeast Ohio, as well as at least 20 people from another state or from outside of the country. Now, how is it possible that we have in five days the ability of this task force to get to get pretty organized? This is what we're going to do. We know that there is a problem. I can't understand it. I don't understand prostitution. I don't understand. I don't understand pedophilia. I don't understand people who want to normalize people who are attracted, aroused by a child. I don't understand it. I will never. And the same way I can't look at video of indiscriminate violence. I really struggle with this. And I was in the dark for a long time because I was not ready but every day that we're not ready is another day that somebody else disappears off of our streets. Whatever happened to the faces of the kids on the milk cartons? Are there just too many of them now to fit? Why are these stories never reported by the media? Where is the outcry? Where is all of this? Now, it's been proven in Ohio, highly productive people who work together to fight evil. To free people who are virtual slaves of the sex trade. It can be done. Why aren't we doing it? Because it is the most profitable business in the world. And the United States, as disgusting as it is to say this, is the number one consumer of pornography, child and otherwise, which is vile and incomprehensible. Number one in the world. And we think Ukraine is corrupt. I understand why people want to close their eyes on this one. But these are the very stories that we need to be leading our newscasts with. Only then when everybody knows 
and you start to see and you become suspicious. See something, say something, remember? Don't go anywhere. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You hear about this judge in Trump's case in uh, Manhattan, right? He wasn't too happy with Trump tweeting from the courtroom or addressing the media. Take out your gag. Oh, yeah. It's predictable leftism. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Uh, the, the judge overseeing Trump's case in Manhattan were not too pleased. Arthur Engeron yesterday issuing a gag order in the fraud trial against Trump. The judge threatened serious sanctions for violating the gag order, which includes fines and up to 30 days in jail. So Trump on Tuesday delivered brief remarks to the press before he entered the courtroom. And then he blasted New York Attorney General Letitia James as a fraud. And then he did something else. He put up a picture, all right, on his Truth Social account. He lashed out at the judge's principal law clerk, a woman named Allison Greenfield, for posing for a photo with, of course, well, if you see it, we'll put it up on the screen for those of you watching, Senator Chuck Schumer. And he said, you saw what was just put out about Schumer and the principal clerk. That is disgraceful, Trump said, referring to a photo of Engeron's principal law clerk, uh, Allison Greenfield, standing next to a smiling Chuck Schumer. So... Basically, somebody is saying out there that this law clerk who's sitting right next to the judge overseeing Trump's case is the sweetheart of New York's Senator Schumer. Really? Now, nobody would have paid attention to this. Trump had to take down the tweet and he has to abide by the judge's thoughts until all of a sudden MSNBC caught wind of it. And then they did this three minute thing on it and made it a far bigger story that reached far more people than it would have normally if they just let it go. It is absolutely preposterous. And we thought you should probably hear it. Yeah. We have some breaking news out of New York City. There's been breaking news in the case against Donald Trump, the, the fraud case. Um, and this is Judge Arthur Engeron, who Donald Trump has been going after outside of the courtroom, um, has now uh, put a gag order on all parties in the case, a specific gag order, though, regarding posting or publicly speaking about any member of his staff. This follows a truth social post from Donald Trump earlier today, naming the judge's clerk and claiming that she was um, uh, she shouldn't be in that position because she was friendly with Chuck Schumer. There was a picture of the two of them together. Joining us now is NBC News correspondent Vaughn Hilliard, who's outside the courthouse, and former FBI general counsel Andrew Weissman and NBC News legal analyst. So, Vaughn, I, I very um, briefly touched on what happened, but please do explain what led to this gag order. Right. I just ran out of the courtroom where this trial is beginning again here this afternoon in lower Manhattan. And that principal law clerk of the judge continues to sit next to him about three feet away and about 10 feet away from Donald Trump, who remains in the courtroom this afternoon. This began in around the 11 a.m. hour during one of the courtroom breaks 
when Donald Trump posted on his so-called Truth Social Media account uh, a photo of this principal law clerk with Chuck Schumer and suggested that she was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. There is nothing to suggest, let's be very clear, that the principal law clerk is a girlfriend <laughs> of Chuck Schumer. This was an image that was taken from her Instagram account. Of course, Chuck Schumer is the senator of New York, and there is nothing that disqualifies an individual from getting a photo with the senator of New York. But Donald Trump put this out into the sphere. Then during the course of the lunch hour, Donald Trump and his attorneys entered the courtroom about six different times, coming in and out to their holding room before returning to the courtroom. There's a period of time in which the press was not allowed in there while the attorney general's prosecutors were inside of the courtroom. And what we do know ultimately that came of all this was in the one o'clock hour, Donald Trump removed that post from his social media account. And then upon the reconvening of the courtroom, uh, the judge made it very clear, uh, saying in part, I want to read you, quote, consider this a gag order on all parties with respect to posting or publicly speaking about any member of my staff. Of course, Donald Trump has attacked the judge in this case head on, but it turned to the next level and him imposing this gag order on Donald Trump and the parties involved in this case when it came to directly attacking the law clerk. The proceedings continue here this afternoon, Katie, and that principal law clerk continues to sit by the judge's side and Donald Trump continues to stare both of them down as the first witness continues to testify in front of the prosecution. Just Katie. a little more context. This was a picture that she posted on a Instagram account that she maintained in connection with the campaign for a civil court judgeship. They just gave you minute after minute of something that clearly is true. I mean, my experience is the only time the media rush out to debunk something or to quickly put out the flames is because it's true. If it was idiotic, right? If it was silly, if it was meaningless, nobody would pay attention. But the judge wasn't all that pleased with that. So let's just make, make clear here. Donald Trump is alleging that this law clerk sitting right next to the judge overseeing his case is more than just in a snapshot with Chuck Schumer. I don't know. I don't care. But I do care when it comes to the wheels and the balance of justice, right? I love MSNBC scurrying out like that. We're gonna, no, nobody's permitted from taking these kinds of pictures. Of course, there is no relationship, which means, come on got to be lonely in the chamber you guys <laughs> don't go anywhere coming up next on the wendy bell radio network exposing the transgender game for exactly what it is how is it that the swimming world cup blew the lid off this whole bit of nonsense wait for it it's next Welcome back, my friends. You are dialed into the Wendy Bell Radio program. Brock, while we're doing this segment, while I'm talking, if you could help me out, I was remiss. I'd like to get anything we can find on Jim Jordan saying, yes, in fact, he would be interested in being the Speaker of the House. Because if Jim Jordan says that's what he would do, I bet you that's what it's going to be. I have to say this before we get to this Swimming World Cup story. I think about all of the the frustrations, all of the mixed messages, all of the fiddling with our children that the left is responsible for. And when I say I hate people, it's not a pretty thing to say, but it's true. 
because there's this overarching problem in this country, and it's coming primarily from the communist, Marxist, socialist, progressive left. And it is an assault on the family. It is assault, an assault on children. And once you can decode their messages and you realize because you've been lied to enough and you've paid attention enough and you've been awake long enough that every time they tell you they're doing something that has some kind of an emotional or esoteric benefit whenever they get touchy-feely and emotional about it, (laughs) you know you're getting screwed. And I I feel I I have terrific empathy for any parent whose child comes home and has been groomed, manipulated, infiltrated, corrupted by the madness going on in the world. Whether they're getting messages on social media, whether they're hearing it from their teachers, whether it's an administrator, whether there's a transition closet in their school, whether boys are allowed to pretend that they're girls, whether the Obama administration edict that all schools needed to have in order to get federal education dollars of which there's about 800 billion for public school kids in this country in order to qualify for that money which is their lifeblood they needed to have one bathroom for transgender people why on earth was barack obama aware of this back in the very early stages of his presidency well might just have something to do with his personal life But this whole trans thing, this whole everything thing that has to do with sexuality, this whole embrace your inner self if you're morbidly obese, that's just be body beautiful. You're beautiful just the way you are. It's so wholly idiotic and dangerous. And unfortunately, as adults, our job is to protect the children of our country. Our job, whether you have children of your own, is to be the protectors because every single new generation is going to take the baton. And if they've been twisted by a radical ideology that scrambled them inside and out, we unfortunately have to be the ones who are the warriors to stop that. This whole thing with Leah Thomas, Will Thomas. I suck as a male swimmer. I'm 427th in the, in the country. I mean, far faster than the majority of men anyway, so suck is relative. But I'm not winning. I'm going to become a, I'm going to say I'm a chick. I'm going to be a girl. I'm not going to do anything surgical so I can just wear the one-piece, you know, bathing suit that makes everybody uncomfortable because they know that it's still a dude. And I'm going to swim and I'm going to be the number one. And I'm going to be so proud of my number one. I'm going to say, oh, thank you, everybody. I'm going to go to the Olympics. And my parents, oh, they're so proud. Now, if if parents there who had daughters swimming against Will didn't intervene and said, get the hell out. you And it's easy to say, get the hell out. You are not swimming against somebody like this. You are not going to wrestle somebody like this. You're not going to play basketball against somebody like this. You're not going to play soccer against a biological male who will injure you. Now it's up to us. We have to be the adults in the room. But this is very interesting to me because there's one event, one thing that happened that I believe has effectively blown the lid off of the whole transgender nonsense. And we need to celebrate this. Headline from Breitbart.com. Swimming World Cup does away with its open category for trans 
swimmers after no one enters. Wait, wait a minute. We're going to negotiate with you. We're going to say, all right, you want to think that you're a chick? Okay, fine. That's great. Or you're, you think you're a dude? All right, that's fine. You know how sports never goes both ways, though. It's always the men who want to infiltrate women's sports, but the women's libbers, all the people with the vagina hats, all the me too, right? They're suspiciously absent from this conversation. So we're going to meet you in the middle, right? We're going to say, okay, you think you're a trans person, fine. We're going to create your own category. So if you want to race, you want to swim, you want to compete, you want to be in the Olympics, great. There's going to, obviously, it's so common right they want to tell you everybody's doing it kids you too can screw up your hormones forever right it's so prevalent okay well let's create an open category specifically for trans swimmers then you guys can duke it out among yourselves sounds like a plan it was the perfect flush the swimming world cup has decided to scrap its plans to host an open category event for transgender swimmers after wow this is so amazing Nobody signed up for it. Nobody wants to watch dudes pretending they're chicks swimming. Right? The glory is in being the man who beats the snot out of the females in the pool. But when you've been pulled out of your lane and forced to swim separately, where's the fun in that? That doesn't get any headlines. Nobody pays attention to me that way. Bing, 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 bing. This isn't about extra. This isn't about equal rights. It's about extra. We want extra stuff. We want you to fall over yourselves to accommodate us. The event was to serve as a compromise. After World Aquatus voted to ban male swimmers from competing in elite female events in 2022. Because that was logical. Right? The plan was to offer trans competitors the ability to compete against other trans swimmers in the 50-meter and 100-meter events across all strokes. However, <laughs> man, I hate when this happens. Like, it's so embarrassing when all of a sudden you realize it's all garbage. The whole thing. Garbage. Meant to get you fighting, get you upset, right? Fiddle with your kids a little bit more. Trans athletes began infiltrating the world of sports in general and the world of swimming in particular on that national scale when former University of Pennsylvania swimmer Will Thomas began identifying as a female competed in the University of Pennsylvania's women's team as Leah, a thoroughly mediocre swimmer on the men's side who never rose above the rank of 472 among Division I male collegiate swimmers. Thomas immediately began winning Ivy League swimming races and titles after joining the women's team. And I will remind you about all of these, these great left-wing educators. That's almost an oxymoron, right? That was redundant, I beg your pardon. It's like saying you made your initial debut. But still, these people, oh my goodness, what a hero. Where's the Wheaties box for Will? Let's just make it chest up, though, because we don't want to see what's going waist down. Eventually, Thomas won an NCAA championship. The meteoric rise of an average male swimmer who defeated female Olympic and Olympic caliber swimmers with ease sparked national outrage and an international movement to keep dudes from dominating female sports. In addition to World Aquatics, both the Union Cyclist International 
the World Cycling Governing Body and World Athletics, the world's track and field governing body, have banned trans competitors from women's events this year. It's amazing that we're operating with some common sense in Realville. What? Kind of refreshing. Undeterred by the lack of entries. Very interesting. World Aquatics plans to continue with the open category solution and look for other ways to accommodate trans athletes. The open category, they say, it's going to continue its work and engagement with the aquatics community in the open category events, they said. Even if there's no current demand at the elite level, the working group is planning to look at the possibility of including open category races at masters events in the future. Now, such a move is unlikely to provide a different result. It's all about the, the clicks. It's about the headlines. It's about the front page articles. It's about being named woman of the year, right? Wasn't our hack health lady who's a dude, Richard, what's his name? Rachel Levine? Richard Levine. Right? Isn't, wasn't Admiral. He, wasn't he, yeah, Admiral. I mean, come on. Come on. Right? This is so exciting to me, though. Because not only is there pushback, not only is there an over, overarching abundance of common sense, not only does everybody realize this is preposterous, now somebody is being the Matt Gates in athletics. They're saying, you guys all want to just go along. You know it's wrong, members of the House. You know everything that's going on is BS. But you're unwilling to stand alone and to rise up and to push back. And to say to hell with all of you people, this is crazy, and I'm done with crazy. The world of elite sports has flushed these people out, these phonies who want the spotlight, who want the fame. But if you stop going, if you stop watching, if you stop all of it, where do they go? When businesses stop using Dylan Mulvaney as their transgender spokesmodel, where does Dylan Mulvaney ultimately go? Back into the realm of obscurity, which is exactly where he ought to be. Don't try to jumble our kids with these ridiculous ideas. Don't try to tell us that you don't know what a word woman is, Katanji Brown-Jackson, you hack. Don't try to normalize these surgeries, which are wonderful moneymakers for huge hospital conglomerates. Don't try to tell us that this is right and everybody who's against it is wrong. These are these small victories, my friends, that we have to savor. These are the ones that give birth to others. And ultimately, that little ripple on the water becomes a wave and it crashes on those who suck. Game over. Beautiful. All right, don't go anywhere, because when we come back, I have a poll. It is a pretty good poll. It is a damning poll for every single person on the Republican side whose last name is not Trump. <laughs> and this is why I say, hey, you guys want to save your political careers, your futures, if you ever would have one? The time is now. You got to get behind this one person. It's the only answer. And this proves it next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Oh, my, my, do I have a lot to get in this final seven minutes with you guys. Let's get right to it. Interactive polls, a new national poll shows Donald Trump 
with, I believe, his biggest lead yet. 57 points. Trump, 67. DeSantis and Vivek at 10. But of course, Donald Trump is only over Joe Biden by four. Come on, man. 67. 67. Hey, Ron, now is a really good time for you to eat some serious crow and get on board and do whatever you can to get Donald Trump over the finish line, period. There's no other There's no other solution. I love this, though. Let's get out to this. Trump's comments about being House Speaker. Lots of people, he says, have been calling me about Speaker. All I can say is that we'll do whatever is best for our country and for the Republican Party. I just want to say we have some great people. When asked, would you take the job? Lots of people have asked me about it, and I'm focused. But we're leading by like 50 points for president. So my focus totally is on that. If I can help them during the process, I would do it. Interesting. And then this one, this on the Daily Caller, Jim Jordan announces his bid for Speaker of the House. Jordan, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, was asked by reporters if he's running for speaker, as many GOP members have nominated him for the job, to which he said yes. McCarthy delivered the speech Tuesday night, blah, blah, blah. We told you about that. Just after McCarthy addressed his conference where he told members he would not be seeking the speakership again, he delivered a speech in the U.S. Capitol saying he's leaving the speakership with a sense of pride. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Okay. Matt Gates filing the motion. We know that. Gates has said his mentor, Jim Jordan, would be great as speaker. Now, I'm interested by people who are like, Steve, Steve Scalise, he's great. He's awesome. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's like Kevin McCarthy. You're getting the same thing. Period. Besides, the guy's got what? Blood cancer? Can we, can we get the guy healthy before we put it, right? He's not the choice. Not the choice. I want to know, what do you guys believe will happen to Kevin McCarthy? What has he been promised? Or did he just get royally stabbed in the back by Nancy Pelosi? Brock, you think that's what it is? 100%. I, I think he was stabbed in the back, and I think he was shocked. I think he was shocked. I don't know where he goes now. Like, what do you do? Are you effective in your state? Are you an effective leader? Do you actually, what do you, how do you, how do you work that? And the egos of this are fascinating. You think the egos on television. I've been around television for 30 years. You think egos bad. It's nothing like it is on television where people actually believe they are that special, right? It might only be eclipsed by those in Congress, Right. That's a blast. An absolute blast for him. That was a big deal. He's wanted that all his life. That's all he ever wanted. And for the first time in U.S. history. Fascinating. I love it. I think whoever runs for for speaker now Mm -hmm. is guaranteed to think that they're going to win next election cycle. Because going to speaker is where your career goes to die. Except if you're Nancy Pelosi. Well, you know what? We should say this. I would be remiss. You know what day it is. It's it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for Live of the Week. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the Week. 
kind of piggybacks off of this whole swimming thing, blowing up the lid on the whole transgender ideology. If you give people their own lane to compete against each other, they are less likely to do that because, again, the transgender push, the rabid push for this is not about equal rights. It's about getting something extra, the spotlight or otherwise. And here we have a fine individual, looks like a dude to me, who is um, perhaps transgender. I have no idea what the hell they are. But they admit that they make up their pronouns and whomever they are, depending on the person they're talking about, whatever the whim of the day is. Huh. It seems so scientific, doesn't it? Enjoy. When I saw this headline on Twitter, I was immediately like, that is the most trans thing I have ever read. Do you know how many times I've changed a label, stopped using a label, or just don't use a label around certain people or groups because I don't feel like being harassed or having to explain myself? I stopped saying I have he, him pronouns to cis strangers because the look of confusion and processing in their eyes was a little too much for me to bear consistently. Introducing myself as non-binary instead of trans mask if I'm wearing a dress or makeup because I don't feel like explaining that. But also telling cis family members to use he, him pronouns for me because I know they don't understand non-binary identities. Calling myself trans mask when I want to connect with other trans mask people about hormones and identities. But then only going by non-binary in other spaces because there's so many queer people that hate trans men and trans masks but are okay with non-binary people. Saying that I'm in a sapphic relationship with my girlfriend when both of us don't like using that label and consider our relationship to be lesbian. And the thing is, I'm not even doing this around cishet people. I'm doing this around other queer people. My labels, identities, pronouns vary day to day, minute to minute, based on how much I feel like explaining myself, how much I feel like confusing people, and how tired I am. When they say you will never stop coming out, they mean it. Uh, what? I love the jazz music in the background. Like, it's sultry and sexy. I think that was a chick. I think it's a chick. Meanwhile, and and her chest, her shirt is open. So maybe she's trans herself into, I don't know. That is the confusing, exhausting world that they want to infect your children with, by the way. Doesn't it seem like such a a loving and peaceful, harmonious with the earth kind of life? No wonder they're all angry, right? There you go. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. We're back here tomorrow, 21 hours away. Do not go anywhere. Peace.